Hello and welcome back to our SCAA talks. This time we're joined by one of my coffee heroes, Mr. Michael Phillips, formerly of Handsome Roasters, now of Blue Bottle Roasters. Of course, the 2010 World Barista Champion as well. But Mikey's just an all-round great guy. I was one of the lucky people that got to see Mike's talk back in Vienna uh, during the Tampa Tantrum early days where we had the Lost Files. But I've, I've also been really excited and pleased to be involved in lots of uh, Mike's highs. Uh, so I go back to Atlanta 2009 and I go back to London 2010. Uh, and just being around the guy, he's just an amazing, amazing person and talks amazingly too. Um, during this talk, he talks a little bit about Blue Bottle and their growth plans and talks a little bit about opening a store in Japan. And it's a super interesting talk and I know you're going to enjoy it. As fun as it would be, it would be embarrassing. Well, I, I went to film school, right? And a very common critique that the professor always had was, in your work, you are obviously having more fun than the audience. <laughs> and I think that's how that, that would work out. I would be having a blast, but everybody else would just... See, that's already recording, so I actually think I'm going to Do I since we're talking about teachers and the criticism, do you know what my teacher used to say to me? What's that? She used to say, Harmon, you have a response for everything and an answer for nothing. <laughs> that's a... Uh... Is she available for hire? I mean, she seems very astute. Uh, obviously, a firm grasp of people. I took it as a we could use someone like that in the yeah. organization. Okay, joining me at this very moment in time is um, how do we start describing you? I suppose we have to say World Race Champion 2010. Well, I'm in blue. Um, and uh, old steely gaze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably like late twenties looking. Yeah, someone who actually went and got dressed for tamper tantrum went back and got changed because they wanted it's prestigious to yeah you know. yeah it's a big it's a big moment in your life uh if you haven't guessed already it, it's a uh, mike phillips hello everyone there's actually a rumor before we do anything we need to clear it a second there's yes. a rumor that i hate you oh undeniably okay no i'll tell you where it comes from because i was watching rugby and there's a guy who plays for wales called mike phillips and he is an asshole oh. he's like renowned for being a dickhead and we were watching the rugby and i tweeted mike phillips is a dickhead i hate him hit enter because I'm watching a rugby because it's sort of and I didn't think any more of it so if you hear something I thought no 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 you're just you're trying to create a backstory I mean I've heard talk from people all throughout all throughout my career you know Colin Harmon has got it in for you he does you sent me a tamper (laughs) dedicated to being the great usurper the great usurper (laughs) you sent me gifts of hate They're the best gifts. No, it is wonderful. They're the ones that really let you know that someone cares enough. It's true. So, you have been. uh, Okay, so currently you. uh, Since how long now? You've been with uh, Blue Bottle since last. About a year almost to date. It was. uh, So, at the last SCAA, about two weeks prior to that, it was announced that Blue Bottle was purchasing Handsome. And then it took uh, another month or so for everything to finalize. So, I'm kind of in that year anniversary stage. Yeah. And what's your role at Blue Bottle? It is, at this point, I'm the director of training. And when I first started off, I spent about four months just helping the transition and, you know, figuring, because I, I actually didn't know that much about the bottle yeah. <laughs> when, when the whole thing happened. I'd, I've been to a few of their stores and, you know, of course, everybody's read about James and all this stuff. Um, but I didn't know the people, I didn't know the organization, so. I spent a few months just helping with the transition, trying to figure out if I want to work with them. Yeah. Um, and then so the thing about I moved Blue into Bottle, this world. So from my perspective, is that when I spoke to people that lived in the States, yeah. great specialty coffee, their answer was like, oh yeah, yeah, Blue Bottle. 
Yeah. But then when you went to specialty coffee events and you talked about specialty coffee, they weren't really in the conversation. No. Uh, but that's changing now. A lot. I mean, if you if you look through the ranks of Blue Bottle, it's kind of like a Intelli's greatest hits list of 2009. You've got you know? Steve Victor and We've yourself. got Steve Vick, we've got Charlie Habiger, we've yeah. got Juliet Hahn, we've got Jen Apodaca. There's, uh, there's just a ton of really talented people that you could lump into like the Cool Kids Club that have started coming in. And the thing that's amazing is like, hey, they had they had their version of those people there before. They just, you know, James wasn't, he's not a competition guy. He's not an events guy. He's just been quietly making great coffee in his own shops for a long time. And uh, now people are starting to catch on and get to be a part of it. Yeah, well, there's a lot of companies around the world that have little or nothing to do with, with especially coffee competitions. Yeah. And it does make it work on against scholars. So what you're seeing, uh, if you've heard me in the last month or so, we were in uh, Japan for the the launch of the new shops. Can you talk us through how that went? Yeah, it was, um, I mean, it was, it was amazing, because I, I was at Intelligentsia when they moved to Los Angeles, but I wasn't really a part of launching that new market. So this is the first time I've really launched a market for a larger company like this, where there was a nine, nine to 12 month lead up of like the groundwork, and it's, it's 100% Blue Bottle. We don't have a Japanese partner that we work with, so we had to figure out all this stuff, and. That's a bit of a it's legal landmark. I mean, it's a lot of countries in Asia. You have to have a national partner to open up. Yeah, I mean they. It's. Are you sure? You, are you sure? It's, yeah. Hopefully, no one's listening. Right, no. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, they figured it all out. It's, it's. It was just really complex, mainly from a cultural standpoint. I mean, there's definitely some legal hoops to jump through, but like, just understanding what work culture is like out there is totally different. Um, but the, the launch for that, I, I got pulled in more towards the end in training my, my primary roles. I do a little bit of art design stuff with the team that they have, um, but mainly I'm focused on staff. So we're getting ready. We're planning for a reasonably busy cafe. We're like, you know, it seems like they might like the brand. It's got a good following in San Francisco with uh, Japanese folks coming in and, and what we're doing. So, you know, we plan for a relatively busy cafe in our scale. We had about... Ten baristas trained up, and then manager and myself and a lead there, and then we're going to launch another store a month later that was going to be bigger. So we had like fourteen baristas staffed up for that. Um, we and we have the tent set ready. We're go. We're like solid team dynamic. We open the door and it's an unbelievably huge mass of people queued up to the point where we immediately call all of the reserves of people training for the next door to come down <laughs> on that first day and we proceed to have our largest day ever times two out of any shop in any store in the company um, it's a three hour wait with 14 baristas on bar all making drinks as fast as human I've never seen baristas work as efficiently or as fast as this team did uh, they were amazing. What, what, what is that down to? Why did this happen? I don't know why this happens. Japan... Well, it's, you can say that, but at the same time, they've also really never done marketing. Like, they've never... Until this last year, they've never had a PR company 
Um, they've never they've never really pushed on that side. They don't do paid advertising. They've had a relatively small social media footprint. They've gotten a lot of attention because they work with great people in restaurants and that. I still think that's a fault. Like marketing is like to me, marketing is as broad as everything that people take their point to. Yeah. You can you can you can invest in marketing without paying for content or ads. I mean, like just by yeah. like making your products better. And if people understand that, that's a form of marketing in a sense. You know? It I is. That's what they do because and they get people to buy into what they do. To a very good culture, so it's like people understand. Like, there's lots of um, yeah, people get to move on culture very quick. It's just I, I think when you say marketing, though. It's, it's a, it's, I see it's, it in a positive sense. No, I see it as an incredibly positive sense as well, but like, there's also this thing where you say, you're good at marketing to someone, and then it implies that it's a, an active process, where it's like, they've got people dedicated to thinking about, how do we get more marketing out there? Whereas you're trying most, to trick something, trick well, something you're, into something. Like it's, it's an actual job that you're working towards, whereas I think most of the marketing was done just by James meeting up with the cool people that he liked, you know, or working with... He's like, I love Heath. I'm gonna work with Heath Ceramics, or you know, I love Alice Waters restaurants. I'm gonna work with them, or you know, Margaret. So like, and it and people just loved those projects and they worked on it. But it wasn't an actual driven goal of I'm gonna strike up this relationship. Because I think it'd be a really good thing in the press. Yeah, and that's always a good idea. Like the way, the way I think of it is okay. Right now, there's a product that you would gladly pay for. Yeah. It's solved a huge problem in your life. That product exists now. And it's going to go out of business before you find out about it. There are many of those products. And that's down to bad marketing. You know what I mean? So good marketing means that you find that product. It's going to trick into the I think they're very bothersome. So what does, what does the future hold? Is it, are they going to come to Dublin and put me out of business? Or are they going to... No, we're just going to buy you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I doubt it. I don't know. Um, I mean... Yes. Japan well, Japan's Japan's worth paying attention to. Now. I mean, we we went into it like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna launch Roastery in a cafe, and then we'll get another one set up, and then we'll kind of figure out what feels good. Um, so we, it feels really good. Uh, and the, I don't know if you know, but our team's opening in Tokyo. Um, so we're our third location's been announced. It's in Daikanyama, which is another kind of busy downtown Tokyo thing. What's that? You have a role there as well. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a kind of I think it'll be kind of a kiosk-ish section, but like in the new Tartine in Tokyo, we're gonna have a spot, um, and that's so that's our next thing happening out there. But I I have no doubt that we're also we're, we're just looking at more spots because Tokyo has been so receptive and such an amazing pleasure to work with. And that team out there is you know I, I the way I described it. Is, I can give Braveheart speeches after every training session, and and no one is too cool. They're all like, "Yes, yes, yes, we can." This is yeah. And then back in the states, then is more like how many shops all together worldwide? Uh, seventeen right now, I believe, and we're slated to have I want to say twenty-seven, twenty-eight by the end of twenty fifteen. Yeah, it's it's. I've never seen uh, an organization put together such a strong path for growth that looks like it can keep the bar, not necessarily just where it's at, but move it up a notch. Um, it's really exciting. They're, they've been giving me the tools to um, get to build a lab in every market right now. So it's like, I like the stuff I dreamed of. So it's like, so, you know, take about 2,000 square feet, whatever you need. Build it however you want to be able to just make 
the most amazing team on earth for us. Um, I look around like just waiting for someone with a camera to like, pop out, dump a bucket of water over my head or something. But it's real. Um, it's incredibly exciting, and we're just we're, you know we're we're poised to do great things. I think. Well, I'm incredibly inspired by what you're doing. Thank you, sir. Yes. And it's great to see you there. Thank you so much for talking. It's great to see you as well. And thank you for dressing for the occasion. Yeah, you know, I didn't want to didn't want to let you down. Excellent. Mm-hmm.